Hey friend, are you swamped with scheduling, bogged down by bookings, or overwhelmed with managing your social media? This message is for you. I would love to introduce you to my secret weapon, StyleSmart VA. This is a company of virtual assistants literally designed by hairstylists for hairstylists. I found them through an interview right here on the podcast, and then shortly after found myself booking a discovery call because I was drowning in administrative tasks and needed help. It's been a few months now, and I can't tell you how much my VA has changed my life. No joke, friends. I am such a believer in StyleSmart VA that I decided to bring them in as an episode sponsor here on the show. Listen, as creatives, our focus should be on the clients and our craft. And now that I have my virtual assistant, I can devote more of my time to exactly that. The beauty of hiring a VA through StyleSmart is that they come to you already trained and able to seamlessly step into your business. From managing appointments and client communications to handling your social media presence, StyleSmart virtual assistants free you up to concentrate on your clients. And that's a change your clients will notice and appreciate. I mean, can we say elevating your perceived value? So when you're ready to level up in your business and take some weight off your shoulders, head on over to StyleSmartVA.com and book a free discovery call today. You'll also find the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. StyleSmart VA, empowering beauty professionals to focus on what they do best. Well, hey there, friend. Welcome back to the Your Hair Mentor podcast, where I am your host and hopefully your hair mentor, Crystal. Howdy. Let me say first and foremost, if you hear any tippity-tappity little dog paws or clickety noises, it's my dog, Silver. Um, She's here with me today because her fur sister, Ruby, is out bird hunting with my husband, and uh, Silver is very uncomfortable by herself. Usually, I will put my dogs in a crate when I am recording a podcast, but if I did that with just Silver Pup, she would be crying the whole time. So she's kind of sitting at my feet, kind of pacing around a little bit. So if you hear any distracting little sounds, I'm very sorry, but it's just Silver Pup saying hello. And if you haven't seen what kind of dogs I have, I have to tell you, these dogs are hilarious. They are like the bearded ladies of the dog world. They're like these scraggly, hairy messes, um, but they're hunting dogs and they're absolutely hilarious. I think you should go check out my Instagram. I have some pictures of them on there that are just really funny. So, oh yeah. And they're called wired hair pointing griffons sounds super bougie, um, but they're just like a hairy GSP. So anyway, dogs aside, I hope you're having a wonderful day and I'm excited to talk to you about the topic for today. But before we get into that, I want to kind of tell a story and clarify what I'm doing here as your hair mentor, because I've had some some insight and I guess clarity to use that word again recently that has led me to realize I need to speak to a slightly different audience here. Um, Let's back up a second. So when I started this whole Your Hair Mentor business, uh, my idea was that I wanted to create more happy clients. And although that is 
definitely still my focus. I've realized that I have to shift where I input my energy to create those happy clients. Meaning originally I thought coaching clients and mentoring clients to know what to ask for, to better manage, maintain, and style their hair, um, all these things, empowering clients to ask for more was my thought, right? I was thinking it would be this grassroots, from the ground up, consumer-driven change that we would see in the salon industry. And although that's probably still doable, I think I would be doing a huge disservice if I wasn't speaking to stylists as well. Now, I don't know why I've been so hesitant to speak to stylists. Like, I think my messaging resonates with some stylists, but I haven't been particularly speaking to stylists. And I don't know why, but those in my life that are close with me have been kind of nudging me for a long time. Like, Crystal, you just need to teach stylist. Crystal, you just need to teach stylist. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. I just want to talk to clients and make them happy with their hair. So it wasn't until recently, uh, one of my very good friends had a moment with her hairstylist. And she calls me to tell me about it because I can be that person for her. And um, in this moment, she's like, frustrated and telling me what's going on. And she's like, Crystal, I just don't have time to try to figure out how to learn how to talk to my stylist and ask for what I want. I just want them to do their freaking job. And I was like, dude, you're so right. You're so right. How can I expect clients to put in the time to learn to speak the language, to ask for the right things, to know when something's not going well, to speak up, all the things that I've been kind of coaching people to, it's kind of asking a lot of clients, right? No, what you really wanna do is you just wanna go to your service provider and get a service and pay for the service. Part of what you're paying for is their expertise and their ability to figure out what you want and make sure you like it. And so, yes, it's true. I do need to speak to stylists. So. What you might notice is um, I'm still going to give advice on hair products and hair problems um, for clients, but I might also be sprinkling in a little more stylist-focused education. But I feel like I'm in a really unique position to do this, you guys. I have moved to multiple states where I've built clientels, And I've kept in contact with a lot of those clients over the years, some of it through social media, some of it just text messaging. And these clients reach out to me from time to time to ask for advice on what to do with their hairstylist. And so I've been kind of this middle ground. I'm like the the client um, aficionado, but I'm also the hairstylist that can offer the professional advice. I'm like an unbiased ear for these people and I can give them advice that works. And so I'm kind of this like spokesperson. That's a better word. Spokesperson, Crystal. I'm a spokesperson for clients, but I'm also a professional stylist. And so I feel like I have a really unique perspective because I know what clients want and I know what stylists want. And so let's meet in the middle and let's make this work for everybody, you guys. So Just wanted to get that out of the way before we talk about this topic today, which I think is also very applicable for what I just said. 
So the topic of the week is cancellation policies. What are they? Why are they needed? Who has it? Who pays who? And all that jazz. Now, as you can imagine, this uh, was inspired by a story from a friend of mine, which I'll get to in a minute. But first, let's go over what a cancellation policy is and a cancellation fee and why that's needed. So I can think about my own history as a hairstylist and when I started having cancellation policies and fees and where it stemmed from. So I'm going to share that with you first. So me personally, uh, I figured this out about, oh, maybe eight years in my career. And I really only came to the conclusion that I needed a cancellation policy with um, an accompanying fee because I had a repeat offender. Now, most of the time, cancellation fees are not something that people need to worry about because most of us are excited to get our hair done and we're not going to stiff our hairstylist, right? But occasionally we have these folks, these clients that are just flaky for whatever reason. So I had this client that I just loved. We'll just call her Susie. Her name's not Susie, but we're calling her Susie. Susie was fantastic. She was super fun to hang out with. I just loved everything about this girl. Her hair was beautiful. She sent me oodles and oodles of clients, just a real gem as a person. But Susie was freaking flaky. And sometimes Susie would forget about her hair appointments and wouldn't show up. It's not even that she would just cancel last minute. She just would completely not show up. And I'd get like, you know, 30 minutes in, no Susie. I'd be calling her and texting her. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. Can we reschedule? And after the first couple times, I was like, okay, something's got to change here. And I felt really bad because she was a great client in other regards. You know, she tipped me great. She sent me clients. She was happy every time, loved what I did. I had zero complaints everywhere else, except for when Susie would no show. So Eventually, I got frustrated and was like, okay, I'm going to have to implement some sort of fee here. So I pulled a fee out of thin air, $25. I have no idea why I chose that number. I think it felt like enough of a slap on the wrist that it would catch your attention, but not so much that I felt like a jerk charging her for something she didn't get. But here I am missing out on $125 because back then that was like, big money for a hair appointment, you know, she got like a cut color, the works three hour appointment, 125 bucks. And I get nothing. So I'm thinking $25 seems fair. So I tell her this like, Hey Susie, love you to pieces, but I'm, I'm starting this new thing where I have a cancellation policy. Everyone's getting it, which is true. I didn't just give it to her, but I sent it to everybody. And uh, she was just the one that inspired it. And I'm going to have to charge $25 for any missed appointments. She says, Oh yeah, of course. No problem. Well, that did not solve the problem. Susie just kept paying my $25 cancellation fee and then rescheduling. And so I'm like, dang it, it's not helping. So, okay, I'm making $25 instead of zero in that three hours, but still it's not changing the behavior. And so I eventually ended up upping it to 50% of the scheduled appointment time. And so um, that was a little heftier and it was enough to catch her attention. And she stopped no showing on me. And so it worked out great. And so ever since then, I've held some sort of cancellation policy in my salon. Now, I understand emergencies happen and I've always had what I call the get out of jail free card for my clients, right? Everyone gets one, things happen, 
these, I'm talking emergencies, right? Not like I just changed my mind, but like last minute something comes up and you just couldn't make it. Whether you call me or not, like it's okay. I understand life happens. Okay. That's not the person that the cancellation fees and policies are there for. So I don't worry about it. And especially if it's someone that I know and I trust and I know they respect me. So I think most places will have a leniency for something like that. And if you look, most cancellation policies will have like a little um, caveat at the bottom that's like, obviously emergencies happen and we understand. So that should be the case, I think. I mean, God, if you get like taken to the hospital, how dare your hairstylist come banging down your door for a cancellation fee? It just seems weird. Okay. So that's a cancellation fee. Um, and most people have them. Most people these days, if you schedule with an online scheduler like Vagaro or whatever, you'll get an appointment reminder and then tagged along with that will be salon policies. Okay. But I'm going to bring it around to my friend's story. What about when this happens? So Uh, my friend had an appointment with a new hairstylist. So this is going to be the first time she's going to see this stylist, right? And within an hour of the hair appointment, she gets a text message from the stylist, something to the effect of like, I have a migraine and I need to cancel. Now, my friend has children that she's arranged for childcare that she's already in the middle of dropping off. She's arranged her schedule that day. She's going on vacation in a few days. Basically, she aligned all these things so that she can go get her hair done. And she gets this text message from this stylist that's just like kind of dismissive and like, I have a headache, I'm going home. Now I know migraines are a big deal. I've talked about this on here before. Totally respect the migraine. It is crazy, but there is a way to do that without being dismissive of your clients. And now my friend, her client, her potential client was calling me just like in an, you know, um, state of like, ah, because she's like, what the heck, man? Like I, I had all this lined up and she's just going to call me and cancel. And she didn't offer to reschedule too. It was just like, I have to cancel. Um, and so I was like, you know, call her back. So she, or she texts the stylist back, like, okay, well, you know, I need to reschedule. And the stylist tried to offer her something like a week from then. And my friend's like, dude, I'm leaving out of town. I'm going on vacation. There's nothing else you can do for me. And then the stylist magically finds an appointment a few days later in the afternoon. To me, that just means the stylist was like, okay, fine. I'll stay late and do you. And I'm like, that's so rude. And then on top of it, get this, when the new appointment was made, she, you know, sent out the appointment email to go with it. And it came with a cancellation policy. If you don't cancel within however many days notice, you'll, you know, pay this fee da, 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 da. And it just is absurd in that sense. Right. And so my friend is like, what the heck? Like I have to pay a cancellation fee if I cancel, but she doesn't have to pay anything or there's no consequences for anything. And I'm like, you're right. That sucks. And I'm not saying the stylist has to pay their client a cancellation fee because that's silly, right? But there is a way to go about this to let your, your client know that you still value them and their time and um, keep a trusting relationship between you. And the way that I've always done this, I say always, like it's happened a lot. It's not happened a lot for me. There's been very few times in my career that I've had to cancel last minute. But if and when I do, I always always 
make sure that I make extra time for that person, whether I'm staying late or I'm coming in early or I'm coming in on a day off. Um, I will usually tack on an extra service in there, like at the very least, a more in-depth scalp massage, maybe a scalp scrub, maybe a conditioning treatment. And I've even let my clients walk out the door with like a hair product that they didn't pay for. Something that just felt special and valuable, didn't cost me a ton, but it gave them a lot of value. And that's my way of essentially like paying them for that lost time that they had set aside for me before. Cause it's a bummer, you know? So, um, that's, that's one way that I like to think about, um, how these, these cancellation fees and, and trust work together. Um, and now this is not a cancellation fee that I'm going to talk about, but I'm also going to talk about another time when being respectful of each other's time is really important. As a stylist, when my client books an appointment for a specific time, I expect them to show up, right? We just talked about that. I expect them to be there. And if they're not, they might pay a fee. I also expect them to be there on time right? And I think that's generally considered normal. You schedule an appointment, you show up on time. And if you're not on time, a lot of the times there's like a 15 minute grace period. And if you show up past that 15 minutes, your appointment has to be rescheduled and it's considered a no-show, right? So it's kind of like, Ooh, better get there on time, except for when the tables are turned and you show up and as the client, you sit and you sit and you wait, and you wait, and it's been 30 minutes, and sometimes 40 minutes. I hear this from lots of different clients that are frustrated with how much time they have to wait once they get to their hair appointment. To me, this is a huge problem in the industry. Now, as a young stylist, you figure out these things, and you learn how long things take you. Um, There's kind of this like predetermined time for a lot of these services when you're in beauty school and getting into the industry, there's suggestions, you know, a haircut should take an hour, uh, highlights should take two hours, all these things. But then you kind of figure out how long it takes for you and you should book accordingly, not how long it should take, but how long it actually takes. Right? So it should be a matter of working out the kinks on this stuff. Once you get to be in the career for a little while, but some stylists don't do this and they just persistently and consistently run behind. And I think it is infuriating to your clients and it's disrespectful to your clients and their time. A lot of the time people have something else to go to after the hair appointment, right? It's not like they just have their entire day set aside for their hair. And so we really need to be respectful of our clients' time. Now, again, I'm not perfect. I'm a human and I definitely have run behind on times, plenty of times. And so what I try to do is um, look at my clock or my watch. I used to wear a watch. Uh, actually, no, I pull my phone out of my pocket. Let's get real. We all, we all use our phone for our clocks now. Um, so I look at my phone and I might notice, oh shoot, I am not going to be done with Susie's hair in time. I'm going to take like, I'm like 20 minutes behind. Whoopsies. So what I, what I try to do is text or call my next client. And if I have any additional clients after that as well, Um, or at least the next client right away. And instead of just saying, Hey, I'm running 20 minutes behind. You know what I do is I give myself an even bigger buffer than that. I say I'm running 30 minutes behind or 40 minutes behind because I would much rather be done 
packed up, cleaned up, gone to the bathroom, washed my hands and ready to go when the next person walks in the door. Rather than, let's say I push them out 20 minutes, then they show up at the new time that's 20 minutes later, and then they still have to wait. That's frustrating too, because now you just look like a boob. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing or what takes any time. So always, always give yourself a bigger buffer of time. It can be disappointing because time is money. You know, people sitting in your chair equals money, but still it's, it's worth it to gain their trust and their respect. And then they'll give you the same trust and respect. So that is my take on cancellation policies, what we should do about them, why they're important, and generally how we can respect each other's time. Because we're all busy, as much as I hate that saying, like, oh, I've been so busy lately. I don't want to be busy. I want to have a good full life, but the reality is we're all busy and we all have stuff to do. So let's all be respectful of each other and help elevate this industry. Okay. Sounds good. So, Hey friends, I'm going to go ahead and cut out today. Thank you so much for being here and listening to me jabber on about all my hair stuff. Um, until next time, have a wonderful hair day and I'll see you then. Okay. Bye. Hey friend. Crystal here, and I've got something special for you that's too good to miss. Introducing the wildly popular Confident Conversations Bootcamp, where we unlock the three secret stylist skills that attract clients who pay. In just three classes, we'll transform how you communicate, connect, and turn every conversation in the salon into a formula for high-paying clients. It's not magic, it's mastery of words, presence, and the kind of confidence that turns heads. So why sign up? Because mastering these skills means more than just full books. It's about crafting a career that's as rewarding financially as it is creatively. We're talking quality clients who value your expertise and are happy to pay you for it. And the best part, it's completely free. You heard right. It's my gift to you, friend. So if you're ready to elevate your behind the chair game and attract the clientele you've always dreamed of, this boot camp is your first step. Spaces are limited, and trust me, friend, you don't want to miss out on this transformation. So head on over to www.yourhairmentor.com to secure your spot today. Let's make sure that your talent is undeniable and your chair the hottest ticket in town. Cheers to clients who pay and a career that slays. I cannot wait to see you at the Confident Conversations Bootcamp, my friend.